Hi, this is Jennifer with Shift for Wellness, and on this day, March 8th, 2015, I'm excited to share with you, laugh much? Illness is no laughing matter, and I know this from firsthand experience, that when confronted with news of a friend or a loved one's illness, there's a certain uncomfortableness that surrounds the issue when addressing the person for the first time after learning of their news. You're flooded with uncertainties, like, what do I do? What do I say? How should I act? Is it okay to smile? Is it too crass to crack a joke? Does this mean that I have to be sad and serious? I hate being sad and serious. My answer to these questions is simple. Just be yourself. I learned this lesson a long time ago as a teenager who really didn't like little kids very much. I was not one for babysitting, although I did it begrudgingly. I was one of the youngest in my family, so I didn't really have a lot of experience with little kids. So when little kids came up to talk to me while waiting in the line at the grocery store with my mother, I'd just turn the other way and roll my eyes because I didn't know what to say or do. They made me uncomfortable. And I was never one for baby talk. My parents never spoke to me that way, but I noticed many people spoke to their kids that way. So I just chose to ignore little kids altogether as much as possible. It wasn't until my late teens, when I was dating someone who had younger cousins, that I confessed this issue I had with his mom, and she so simply said to me, just speak to them the way you'd speak to an adult. Wow, that was really easy. And from then on, I did. And from then on, I embraced kids and their questions and their stories head on and had a ball. This experience transfers over to speaking with friends and loved ones who are not well. It's the same uncomfortable situation, and they haven't changed. They just got some news that may not be so great, but your loved ones want you, your true self. They need that now more than ever. They need everything to remain as normal as possible. And if there was ever a time to be silly and sarcastic, now's the time. Having been on the receiving end of some somber and sullen conversations at my bedside, I strongly encourage you to enlighten those who think seriousness and humorlessness is the way to go at such a time. The amount of research that supports humor and healing is exorbitant, and I'm excited to share some of that with you. We now know that laughter reduces stress, controls pain, lowers blood pressure, and promotes healing. This is fantastic news. Steve Wilson is a psychologist, speaker, author, and the chairman of the board of World Laughter Tour Incorporated and USA Laughter Clubs. How awesome is that? Did you even know we had laughter clubs in the good old US of A? There are laughter clubs, laughter yoga sessions, maps of community laughter clubs around the world, and even sites on how to start your own community laughter club. Stephen wrote a fabulous article on humor and healing, the invisible weapon back in 1996. He quotes several of the world's best minds on the topic. And since boatloads of books and articles have been published supporting the success of humor and healing. And for more information, you can visit his website at stevewilson.com or worldlaughtertour.com. And you can even give them a phone call at 1-800-669-5200. Three, three. When it comes down to it, illness is stress stored and trapped in your body. So the more you laugh, 
the happier your immune system is and the better job it's doing to support a more happier and healthier you. The physiological response produced by mirthful laughter is opposite of vigilant stress. So why be serious if your goal is to get well? In addition to what Wilson has to share in his article, Dr. Lee Burke and fellow researcher Dr. Stanley Tan of Loma Linda University in California have been studying the effects of laughter on the immune system. To date, their published studies have shown that laughing lowers blood pressure, reduces stress hormones, increases muscle flexion, and boosts immunity function by raising levels of infection-fighting T-cells, disease-fighting proteins called gamma interferon, and B-cells, which produce disease-destroying antibodies. Now, I'm not a researcher or a diagnostician. I'm a reader. I'm someone who wants to live my best life. I will read and listen and learn and share as much as I can in order to play and practice with new and old research if it means working toward a greater good for myself and my friends and family and those that I love. Laughter also triggers the release of endorphins, the body's natural painkillers, and produces a general self of well-being. So go, quick, start laughing. The following is a summary of Dr. Burke's research taken from an interview published in the September-October 1996 issue of the Humor and Health Journal. It's titled, Laughter Activates the Immune System. In Burke's study, the physiological response produced by belly laughter was opposite of what is seen in classical stress, supporting the conclusion that mirthful laughter is a eustress state a state that produces healthy or positive emotions. Research results indicate that after exposure to humor, there is a general increase in activity within the immune system, including an increase in the number and activity level of natural killer cells that attack viral infected cells and some types of cancer and tumor cells an increase in activated T-cells. There are many T-cells that await activation. Laughter appears to tell the immune system to turn it up a notch. An increase in the antibody IgA, which fights upper respiratory tract insults and infections. And I know personally, whenever I'm too serious and stressed out, I can always count on getting an upper respiratory infection. There's also an increase in gamma interferon, which tells various components of the immune system to turn on. There's an increase in IgB, as well as an increase in complement 3, which helps antibodies to pierce dysfunctional or infected cells. The increase in both substances was not only present while subjects watched a humorous video, there also was a lingering effect that continued to show increased levels the next day. So how will you add humor to your day? I know it's tough to balance it all, the kids, the bills, the house, work, eating healthy and getting all those glasses of water in, but it's your health we're talking about here. So maybe you could watch a funny movie or pick something on TV that'll make you laugh. Read the comics or a funny book. You can read books written by humorous authors, download comical podcasts, put the kids in charge of telling you jokes. You can also check out the website Comedy Warriors online and watch out other champions find ways to laugh in challenging times. 
I hope this podcast has helped you to find ways to become a little sillier and to relax a bit more around your friends and loved ones who are not well at this time. Perhaps it's helped you to find yourself to be a bit more silly throughout your own illness if that's what you're going through. But if you're in need of more information on humor and healing, simply search online and you'll get lost reading all about the wonderful research that's out there to support something so much fun. You can also check out the resources at the bottom of the blog post on the Shift for Wellness website, frequently asked questions about world laughter tour programs, the humor page from holisticonline.com, and worldlaughtertour.com. Thanks for listening. Be well and laugh much.